Hi there, we are International Humanitarian Crisis Awareness Society, a youth-led nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness for global humanitarian issues. This is our podcast channel, so enjoy. Welcome back to the ICAST podcast, where we bring light to humanitarian crises happening around the world. My name is Caitlin with a C. And my name is Caitlin with a K. This episode will be talking about Libya and the ongoing slave trade. Libya has been lacking a stable government for quite some time. It's a country in which conflict is raging inside the government, and it has been repeatedly condemned by human rights organizations. Yes, slavery in Libya has a very long history, dating back to the 16th century. Between the 16th and 18th century, more than 1 million Europeans were captured by Barbary pirates. Wait, what are Barbary pirates? Oh, they were people who captured trading ships, cargoes, and passengers to earn money. Most of the time, they hold people for ransom and even enslave them. Oh, so this issue has been going on for centuries, not to mention that people are still being enslaved today. That's right, but those who are enslaved come from the European and Black African descent. Going back to the topic of Barbary pirates, there used to be uh, something called the Barbary slave trade. It refers to slave markets located in the Barbary coast, which was north of Africa, the former province of Libya and historical region Tripolitania were there too. As for the enslavement of black Africans, this trade was taxed along the Trans-Saharan trade routes by those who were indigenous to Libya. I believe it was during the 1830s that slavery really flourished. Gadames is a town in northwestern Libya, and it was handling around 2,500 slaves per year. Yeah, and in 1853, Tripoli, the capital of Libya, has abolished the slave trade. But even so, it managed to continue until the 1890s. More recently, Italy agreed to pay the ruler of Libya, Muammar Gaddafi, $5 billion over the course of 25 years. Why did they do this? Well, they did it as reparations for their colonization of the country. But they wanted more from the ruler, right? Yep, and the ruler agreed to stop refugees from going to Europe. This was because Libya is a major exit point for African migrants to flee. And then together, the two countries captured the fleeing Libyans and turned them back to Libya. That makes sense, but it's definitely not right. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2008. However, after the Arab Spring, or anti-government protests, the ruler of Libya passed away and caused the central Mediterranean route to open again. So starting then, the migrants began to head to Israel, but they still weren't safe. Human traffickers kidnapped fleeing migrants, held them for ransom, sold them as slaves, and even went as far as harvesting their organs. But why would they do that? Well, African countries that were south of Libya and were targeted for slave trading were transferred to Libyan slave markets instead. I read that the prices of slaves were higher if they possessed a certain skill, like painting or tiling. But focusing on what's going on right now, a big part of the slave trade is detention centers. Since the Mediterranean Sea became a route for refugees and migrants to escape, they were quickly intercepted by the Libyan Coast Guard. Over the past two and a half or so years, 
Tens of thousands of people have been locked up in Libyan detention centers. And since January, 947 refugees and migrants have been registered as rescued or intercepted at sea and disembarked back in Libya. A while ago, there was a spike in rescues and interceptions, which was due to the calm weather. UNHCR and the International Medical Corps continue to provide medical assistance and CRIs at disembarkation points. On the other hand, Thousands of people are deprived of food, sunlight, and water inside Libya's detention centers. Many even become victims of sexual exploitation and assault, forced labor, and torture. It's horrible what they have to go through. No matter what people label them, they are still human beings. Exactly. Some are even sold to human traffickers. In another instance, 22 detainees were taken to an underground room and tortured after a protest. When a bombing incident occurred in the Tajora Detention Center, 53 detainees were killed because the GNA government used them as so-called human shields. That's unbelievable. These people are exposed to increasingly inhumane and dangerous conditions. Alternatives to detention centers and more life-saving evacuations are vital. These vulnerable people continue to be condemned to endless torture. It's estimated that around 1.3 million people are in need of humanitarian assistance in Libya. It's without a doubt that they live in unsafe conditions with little to no access to health, care, food, and safe drinking water. Wow, that's insane. It's estimated that 650,000 men and women over the last five years have crossed the Sahara in hopes of a better life in Europe. To get away from war and persecution or economic dysfunction and erratic rainfall, right? Yeah. And what's sad is that many aren't treated just as cargo during their journey, but they experience extortion and imprisonment. I honestly can't believe that these individuals have fixed values and are treated as slaves. It's disgusting. What's crazy is that there are over three times as many of those in forced servitude compared to individuals captured and sold in the transatlantic slave trade, which lasted over a 350-year time period. I completely agree with you. Also, Siddharth Kara, who is an economist at the Carr Center for Human Rights Policy, quotes, Modern slavery is far and away more profitable now than at any point in human history. Something else I wanted to touch on was how Libya's representative to the UN referred to the reports of slave trade as a false media campaign of defamation. The deputy representative of Libya mentioned to the United Nations that the large-scale false media campaign is trying to portray the country as racist. Wow, I didn't know that. Thanks for the info. I'd also like to mention how there have been boats smuggling refugees and migrants to Europe. Estimates of 400,000 to almost 1 million people bottled up in Libya. Detention centers are overrun and there are occurrences of robbery and murder among migrants. It's tragic that migrants are vulnerable to being sold through slave auctions as laborers. Apparently, detainees are often beaten or prodded with electric sticks when asking for food and medicine. There's no functioning toilets, and it's almost normal for sexual violence to occur, which is just terrible. Yeah, it's really unfortunate they're in those conditions. Do you know how government officials are helping this crisis? Germany, France, and Italy had a joint statement and the three country spokesmen have called on all Libyan parties to cease fighting and suspend the ongoing military buildup throughout Libya. Also, many officials of Western nations have shown support for a ceasefire agreement. I see. How about we cover ways we can help the crisis now? 
Okay, so to start off, you can educate your friends and families to bring awareness to the situation. You could also donate and create charities contributing to necessity costs to Libyans. Donating food, healthcare supplies, soap, and clean water to Libya would definitely help. As well as reaching out to social media platforms and spreading awareness through online platforms. On the topic of how to help, UNHCR's objective in Libya is to improve protection and life-saving assistance to those who are displaced, refugees, and asylum seekers and host communities. Supporting their projects such as the Libya Emergency, you can directly contribute to providing emergency relief refugees and internally displaced people in Libya. So please consider these options as how to help. On that note, we'd like to thank everyone who listened to this podcast, and we hope you learned something new about the crisis in Libya. Be sure to check out our Instagram at iCastSociety and our website and have a great day.